Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a couple of studio guests. One of which was a pleasant surprise. It was. Sanjeev Bhaskar was just passing. Yeah. And he's an old friend of the show, so he came in and saw us. And he had nothing to plug. He had nothing to plug. He just, well, we did talk about Unforgotten, which yeah, was the brilliant drama out, he did. Yeah, it? yeah, that's gone out, yeah. Yeah, he's got no... Got, got shares in it. Got, not, got, got shares. What are you talking about, <laughs> got, man? Got, got shares. Anyway, so he was on. Uh, Luke Kempner, the impressionist. You that was like his sort of Panini stickers there. Got, not, yeah, got. You've gone mad. Uh, Luke Kempner came in uh, to yeah. talk about the imitation game, his telly show, and mm. talk a bit of Arsenal as well. We had loads yeah, more we couldn't get through, so apologies if we didn't get there. We had so many. Lots oh, to go on. Well, they're all the same, really. Let's oh, yeah, they are. The effectively, I did this. <laughs> fell asleep, but sick it. on myself, etc. <laughs> anyway, as you'll discover... Uh, David Priest, we often speak to David, goalkeeping coach, former Sunderland keeper. He mm. uh, tweeted this earlier on, mm. and I thought, knowing the, 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 the talk sport demographic and what they're like, uh, this could strike a chord. Okay. They may get involved. Yeah. Right. Dave says, got on the wrong train home and had to get off at Grantham. Got on another train and fell asleep and ended up in Boston. <laughs> what, Massachusetts? <laughs> Big night, was it? <laughs> I'm guessing Lincolnshire. There are no trains to, uh, to Lincoln, so have to get a taxi. I'm a 42-year-old man, apparently. (laughs) Well, you know, some people obviously never grow up. We've all done it. My, uh, one of my sons the other week, this Mm. is true, I've not told you this, Andy. Mm. Uh, He had a bit of a a big night out with some colleagues and ended up getting on, I think, King's Cross and Pancras, the all-night tube on the Piccadilly line, quarter past three, right? Quarter past three. He'd had had quite a night of it. So he thought, somebody will wake me up at the end of the line at Cockfosters at the end of the Piccadilly line. They'll shake me and I get up and I get a cab. So, um, so he wakes up and he is. He looks at. He thinks this doesn't look like Cockfosters. He's at Heathrow. <laughs> oh no! He's gone all, all the, the way. way. Took there, went back, and he's all gone all the way back. That's about at least an hour and a hour, half. about an hour and a half easily. Well, from the King's Cross, about an hour and three quarters. <laughs> so then he thinks, okay, fine. Oof, right, get back on there, and um, I'll get myself back. I'll be fine. So he goes to sleep again. Right? Oh no. He goes, <laughs> Does he wake up back at Heathrow? No, well, not quite. He wakes up and he wakes up at Finsbury Park and he thinks, oh, if you know the Piccadilly on this may make more sense. Oh, he wakes up and he says, oh, this is uh, not too bad. I've got a few more stops. I'll definitely stay awake now. <laughs> but then the next stop is um, well, Gillespie Road, I, I call it, as opposed to the other name, uh, Arsenal, if you, if you yeah. will. So he realises he's going in the opposite direction again. He's actually gone all the way back to Cop Foster's again <laughs> and then started on his way back. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I... It was a kind of lost four, nearly four and a half hours of his time going back and forwards on the picket. They should have charged him for bed and breakfast. That's not good. He woke up to, uh, his phone had gone off. It, it, it mm. Unplugged. He was playing some music to try and keep himself awake. That worked well. Uh, his, his mobile had unplugged. 
and it was playing rather loudly and he woke up to a load of Italian tourists looking at him playing an old Credence Clearwater Revival track for some reason. Uh, bit of a, a guilt. So anyway, it happens. The talk sport listener, I'm sure, uh, could match my youngest lad uh, and David Priest when it comes to falling asleep quite spectacularly on trains. So great commuter kips. Let's see if we can find the longest one. If you can beat David Priest, who went from all over the place. Now, uh, today we are in Stryker, the... Uh, comic in the sun. We are, that's right. We had Andy and Jason yesterday. We've made mm. it today. I yes, know. It's, it's a lifetime ambition fulfilled for me, second yeah. only to a walk-on part in You Neighbours. wanted to play up front for Warbury, though, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but a walk-on part in Neighbours would be my... That's my ambition. Well, that's but... on the table. If you, all you've got to do is go to Australia. Yeah, and, uh, Alan's promised, promised me, Dr. Yeah. Carl. But, uh, yeah, so that was very... Uh, the only thing is, I look fatter than Eric Oppenshaw. It's a bit embarrassing, really. <laughs> really? I don't think I didn't look God, too I look bad. Like a right lump sitting there. I don't know, is that what I look like? <laughs> a right lump. <laughs> anyway, I've sold the mystery, the Sandy Gore mystery. All oh, yesterday, Paul keeps saying to me, that's Sandy Gore there. At the... I was thinking, is he still alive? Yes, he is. He's 90. And for the kids out there, Sandy yeah. Gore was a man who used to, a man who used to read the uh, news. He was news. A, oh, he did more than that. He was a, a seasoned uh, journalist. Well, I think he's he around the war world. reporter. War correspondent. Tremendous, yeah. tremendous, tremendous career. Man. Yeah, tremendous man, tremendous career. But he's 90 now. And, and uh, they kept cutting to a bloke in the crowd. It did look like him. I, it I looked like Sandy Gore. Yeah. It's Joe Root's granddad, Don. Oh, wow. Doesn't it look like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. Joe Root's granddad looks like Sandy Because last night Gore. I was watching the highlights last night. I was thinking, why is Sandy Gore sitting with Joe Root's family? And yeah. then I thought, oh, that must be his granddad. That can't be That Sandy. could be a new song for the Barmy <laughs> Army. Joe Root's granddad looks like Sandy Gore. <laughs> yeah. So now that's all been cleared up. Yeah, I enjoyed the cricket highlights. Because <laughs> you don't always get the commentary when you're watching it here in the studio. And when Stokes hit a, a, a ball into the crowd, mm. and it hit this... This Indian fan was left like wringing his hand. He'd obviously tried to catch it. Right. Michael Warren goes, Oh, he's dropped that. You think, dropped it into his hand off. What are you talking about? <laughs> was he trying to catch it or was he trying to get I out think, of the way? I think he was just trying to parry it. I yeah. Think, but, uh, pardon the expression. Mm. <laughs> no one ever turns up with a cricket in wicket keepers' gloves, do they? I mean, you know, you'll get people that go to the baseball and they'll wear a, a mitt when they wear a glove. <laughs> what, what? You would go along just to <laughs> sit there on the off chance. That uh, you know, you that's might a good idea. And wear, a helmet, <laughs> wear wicket keepers' gloves and helmet for the match. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very good idea. Mm. And uh, at one point, uh, Mark Nicholas said, "All of us here will remember the occasion." I was thinking, well, not Max because he, he didn't. He wasn't he, there. No, he was, he was still on the train. <laughs> what can you do? They're coming in, Andy. I knew they would. This is Talksport Heartland. David Somerset, my mate, left another power sleep on the Stansted Express after a heavy week in Ibiza. <laughs> he did the return trip three times. That's Liverpool Street, isn't it? To uh, Stansted. That's quite a trek. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. Dave, thank you very much. Uh, a few years back, I went on the Monopoly pub crawl with a group of lads. 26 pubs in a day. Blimey. <laughs> Two of us had to get the last train from uh, Waterloo to Winchester. Both of us fell asleep, waking up at the end of the line, over the sea, at Portsmouth Harbour. <laughs> yeah. Taxi! This is the trouble, Brian. Often, because drink's been taken, he yeah. sent that to us. Uh, you have to get a taxi because this is the last train. You often yeah. find that's the last that's train. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's um, anyway as, as as we predicted, very much the talk sport demographic getting drunk and falling asleep <laughs> on a train. You should all be very proud of yourselves. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs>
Well, Hawksby Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Making a welcome return at the studio is uh, comedian, impressionist and Arsenal fan Luke Kempner. Hi, Luke. How are you? Hi, guys. Nice to be back. How are we? Yeah, bearded good. Luke the bearded Luke Kempner. Yeah, yeah massive beard you've won. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, people appreciate commitment and that's what I've yeah. done with this bit. <laughs> how long have you been working on that? Uh, this, I think it's coming up to sort of a good, like, three or four months now. Wow, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Cultivated. Yeah. It's got a bit of volume, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a bit of girth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's much darker than I thought. I know be. it goes jet black. It does, yeah, yeah. Jet so does mine when I use the. Wait, just when he uses just for me. <laughs> yeah. no, someone asked me if I had actually done yeah. that. Yeah, but no, it's not. This is uh, all natural. You've been doing a fair bit of telly recently, haven't you? Yeah, We've seen yeah, you in yeah. the Imitation Game on ITV on Sunday nights, and uh, Celebrity Big Brother. You've been yes. doing a bit. That looked yeah. like it was fun. Yeah, we just finished another series. Of Celebrity Big Brother. The final was last night. Mm. Uh, there was some like some brilliant characters on that. We had psychic Sally Morgan, darling. She was very very <laughs> fun to do because she she can predict things, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from anything, uh, so <laughs> so she was a lot of fun to do. But um, and that was actually my seventh series of Big Brother. Wow! Uh, and then yeah, the Imitation Game, which was um, la- uh, so I'm in, I'm in two episodes out of the five. Yeah. And uh, and that was uh, I was on one a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was so much fun. Like working alongside Rory Bremner and uh, Deborah Stevenson and Jess Robinson and Xander yeah. Armstrong's hosting it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's prime time, baby. It certainly Good. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um, a bit controversial, wasn't it? All the Roxanne Pallet and Ryan Thomas. Oh thing, my it? word! I mean, it was sort of like two of the best voices in the show with mm. Roxanne Pallet and. The, do you do uh, a Roxanne Pallet, do you? I, I do, um, and I wasn't allowed to I'll do get it. Get the, the mileage show. out about the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I'll go. I will go. Um, no, she, <laughs> you're not allowed to do it. You weren't. Allowed I want to that still on the show, no, because I, I think you know. Once my job is to be the jester yeah. and take the Mickey. It got and a bit I dark, think, it? and it just got a bit dark. It was really serious, you know, yeah, and it yeah. sort of you know showed some. I think it showed up um, people who might do that kind of thing and showed them in a bad light which I think is a good thing that we saw that yeah. um, and I think it was great you know that Ryan came through and won the show because he, you know, he deserved that he deserved it <laughs> yes <laughs> you know he was in Neighbours he made a special did he really yeah. did he? I remember yeah. him in Corrie yeah, no no he yeah. went down he did a sort of three or four month stint in Neighbours he went over really? to Australia didn't yeah, he yeah. on a little transfer is it like a, they had a transfer window for yeah, the soap in the window. Yeah. we <laughs> talked about this before yeah yeah Someone the swap yeah. deal with Alan Fletcher yeah. Ken, yeah, yeah. Ken Barlow holding up the home and away shirt <laughs> It'd be a lovely idea, wouldn't it? I mean, why don't they have a transfer window for soaps? They should do that. That would be brilliant. Yeah, Yeah. bad idea, no. So, um... Did Edinburgh, didn't you? I yeah. did Edinburgh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. That was my fourth show called House of Faces, and uh, I'm going to be going on tour with it next year. Uh, so I'll be texting you guys to come in and promote that. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was amazing. It was my favourite ever Edinburgh I've done, uh, and it, you know I had I put all my usual impressions in there, but some new ones as well. But I had you know the likes of Andy Murray was in there. Um, watching that would go locally very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that always uh, connects very well with them. Um, but you know it was also nice to you know have people like Jeremy Kyle in there and sort of shouting at men of the audience and doing lie detector tests and seeing if I can give people awkward walks home uh, and, uh, and uh, but you know it was also nice to do like wh- wh- who I was doing on the imitation game which was you know Christopher Biggins which I have actually done in, in this studio before because you know he's got such a wonderfully big voice I mean this lad here who's filming me on a phone he, isn't this a wonderful voice he's smiling uh, uh, it's fantastic he's got a better beard than both of us yeah, that's, that's great you should turn the camera on himself for a proper few seconds proper commitment there the uh, Biggins 
Biggins was in yesterday. He was on he a was. talk radio. Was he? he was in the building. Oh, yeah. He slid into my DMs, guys. Biggins did. Did he? Did he? Yeah. He, he gave me. Sent <laughs> Not me your Doctor Martin. No, 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 no. My, my direct messages. Oh, he slid okay. into slid into. I thought you yeah. borrowed your shoes. <laughs> or no, it's, 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 a, a it's a youthful term. term. Yeah. Come on, yeah, guys. Right, yeah. Come on. I'm here to edge. I'm here to hipster you guys up. that He slid into my DMs to say to say well done, and he asked me to do a gig, but unfortunately I couldn't do it. No, as me, I'm friends with Biggins. Finally, and he signed. He signs off his messages as Biggins. Yeah, which well, I love that. He's known as Biggins. He's like Madonna. We yeah, interviewed him once with Silla. Don't you remember? Oh, yeah. on this oh, no, very on this day, very day yeah. at the BGC charity event. That's right. Really? Yeah, they were lovely. They, they were very good together, and they yeah. were making each other laugh. Yeah, yeah. They, they obviously laugh. had a thing yeah. going. You know, oh, good mates. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, Arsene Wenger has moved on. Um, until he resurfaces, you've had a sort of uh, once in hibernation, is it really? Yes, well, look, hopefully uh, he may come back because uh, this impression I worked on for 22 years, I must say. And uh, yes, I miss him very much. Uh, but, you know, as a fan, I am I'm was ready for him to go, yeah. as I've said in here many times. Uh, and Unai Emery, you know, I've not had a real chance to sort of nail down the voice yet. But look, Spanish, broken English... Yeah. He's the manager of my club. It, it, it's a gift. It will it be is. fine. It's, I just need the time. It's quite high register. Yes. Oh, is it? He also, he suddenly... You made a start. He suddenly, I have tried, but he he suddenly, I'm not going to go near it, as, as I <laughs> yeah. never do. Uh, uh, always have you noticed your, your spot? He suddenly shouts. He'll shout quite oh, random I words. I should take these notes down. Yeah. Oh, and okay. When you listen to him, he'll suddenly, suddenly okay. get yeah. Quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. quite shouty on certain words. I like him. He's got, like, you have yeah. to have real sort of confidence, don't you, to come in and take over from Wenger and take over a club that is in such sort of, you know, split between the fans. And uh, I think he's got real confidence to have sort of come and come uh, and taken that club on, and and I'm 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 excited for the, em- the Unai Emery era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what about the start of the season? What have you made of it? Well, I think you know we we had a t- uh, two tough games. That Chelsea game was about six games in one. Mm, um, amazing uh, game. It was mental. Mm. Um, so you know, and then we won the two games that we should be winning, mm. um, not particularly well. But I think it's really early days, and uh, and I think the fans. I'm going to get abuse on Twitter for this, but I think the fans need to get behind the team. Stop moaning at players. Stop tweeting Hector Bellerin that he needs to cut his hair. Stop having a go at Ozil. Get behind them so they can play with some confidence and then we'll see results come. Hmm. I do think he should give up being a vegan. Though. Really? I do you think, think it's really effective. You've started now. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. That? This is I came on to sort these these, uh, no, these opinions because, out. No, because he, he's just not as quick as he was. That's something to <laughs> think. I reckon. I said the boy should go to that famous steakhouse in Brooklyn. And oh just get my Stuck word. into their yeah, meat exactly. Face. And he just needs to eat any old carcass, and he'll start playing better. But having not eaten it for such a big platter of steak is not going to speed him up, is it? <laughs> no, it's going to give him the squits. <laughs> well, quite possibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> any others in the pipeline? Any other impressions you're kind of just uh, sort of working well, on? Well, it was quite nice with Jose Mourinho the other day, just doing that. Respect, respect. Uh, it was quite a lot of fun. I quite enjoyed that. Did you see his um, fall at Wembley? That's a class. Oh, it was yeah. superb. <laughs> Nothing I enjoyed more than seeing Jose Mourinho fall over. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you yeah, know, that's quite a new one that I've been doing. And I'm, you know, I'm actually working on a Jacob Reith Mogg at the moment um, because, um, you know, he's a very popular politician and I'm going to be doing a, a very exciting project very soon uh, with the wonderful... He's got a Biggins, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, he might, he he's might get into base. Biggins. Biggins base. He's got yes, a Biggins We base. start with Biggins and then we move over to Jacob Reith Mogg. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we've talked, we talked to Phil Cornwell about this, that he does um, mm. he does Martin Yole, the former Spurs manager. Yes, Martin Yole is down there, something like that. And it, but really then it's, it's, second, it's basically, it's only a millisecond, it's basically, it's a very fine line between that and Tommy Cooper. We've oh, noticed really? when yeah, Phil yeah. does, 
if it comes I mean, Tommy it Cooper. Like that. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> I think there's the probably your big ins to Jacob's Reese Mogg feels like a yeah, showstopper. Exactly. Well, the, two, the two of them. I mean, I just want the, the old Tommy Cooper thing of having half your clothes as one person and yeah. half as another. That would be sensational. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I don't know what they would talk about, Reese Mogg and Biggins, but. Uh, well, uh, you know, I could try and get Jacob to be in a panto with me. Well, you know, if Nanny will let me do it, I'd love to do it. <laughs> there you go. That's a start. That works, yeah. yeah. Why not? Good stuff. pilot. Excellent. Well, look, lovely to see you. Nice, nice to become in. Nice yeah, to see yeah. you guys. So you are imitation game. You're on that again? Still? Yeah, on no, uh, I, I, weeks Sunday time? the 22nd, I think. The okay. same day as Arsenal Everton. Um, um, so uh, that's coming up. And then Big Brother, the civilian series. Yeah, We yeah. start on Friday. Um, and uh, that goes through till early November. And then I'm doing lots of uh, Radio 4 stuff. And, Brilliant. And gigs. And well, gig, on the gig on the 20th mm. of September to North Down. Come along. We've got some great comics on. Tom Lucy, Reese James... It's going to be great. Excellent. Uh, before you go, Andy has been working on a new Nine impression, and he has got his own uh, technique. He listens to the interview, <laughs> then he repeats okay. back what they've just said. Okay. So the producers dug it out. Oh, he says it. So yeah, yeah. So this is Andy's work in progress. Who Nine You may need so a bit excited. of inspiration. Here we okay, go. Okay. <laughs> we need uh, to be more compact and not uh, to 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 do the focus against the defense. We need to be more compact. And the guys who do the defensive. Uh, so I think we need a lot of work together. And we it's need a lot of work together. And <laughs> responsibility first. It's my responsibility first. Hey, look! I do like compact. It sounded very like um, it's Bill Shankly. It's basically it's all Shankly base. The Shankly base. That's the cheese and tomato on his impressionist pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It improved. It did improve as it went along. Thank you very kindly. We did that. We did this thing quickly. We did that. We were doing this thing. You know, do you know Carl Donnelly, the comedian? Yeah, of course. So Carlo and I were doing this thing. We were doing a drunken seance with Carl Donnelly during the Edinburgh Festival for five nights on top of a bus, and where I would put on a hood over my head and I would channel dead celebrities <laughs> and I didn't know who was coming so it would you know people would just shout stuff out and usually you know it's things like you know no Potter Alan Rickman which would just sort of get better as I uh, tried to improvise with people but they would always start off very badly and there was lots of inappropriate people being shouted out oh. it was a lot of fun we might do it again next year good stuff ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Yes, Paul Hawks, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We mentioned earlier on David Priest, former Sunderland goalkeeper, was uh, tweeting uh, earlier on today that he'd managed to uh, fall asleep on the train quite spectacularly, got on the wrong train home, had to get off at Grantham, got on another train, fell asleep and ended up in Boston. No trains to Lincoln, so I had to get a taxi. I'm a 42-year-old man, apparently. <laughs> but he's not alone. If he's yeah. feeling any better about it, if he's listening today, David, then uh, what about some of these? Um, he says, uh, waking up in Stoke Mandeville is like a rite of passage for anybody who lives on the Met slash Chilton line, says Mick in Rick Winsworth. Uh, this is a pretty good one as well. Uh, I wasn't drunk, but definitely hung over. Mm. I took the train from Reading to go back home to Bristol, fell asleep, woke up in Swansea, had to then get a train to Cardiff, changed to go to Gloucester, then changed to go to Bristol. 12 hours in total, says uh, Dan. That's appalling, isn't it? 12 That's hours. Ridiculous. Um, so uh, thank you for those. Just going to squeeze one more in. Uh, Bob and our broth tells us that he was in New York with a, a friend in New York State, got on the uh, train, mm. fell asleep on the train, and was hurriedly woken up by his mate said, we must get off, we must get off. They found out they were on the Canadian border. Good Lord. Just about to go to another country. <laughs> yeah. I think they come around and check your passport. I've done that. They come around and check your passport, so they would have mm. been found out then. Well, they would have been, yeah. So anyway, uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J to make uh, David Priest feel better today. Vinnie Jones, uh, news of Vinnie Jones. He's been cast as the baddie in the sequel to the action thriller Vengeance. He'll play Sean Teagan, ex-Special Forces soldier. Mm. He's not a tall typecast, is he? I'd like to see him play a transgender vicar. <laughs> well, OK, well, uh, he may have auditioned for it and didn't get it. I don't know. He didn't get it. Yeah, well, you know, he, he gravitates towards a certain genre of movie, I think it's fair to say, Vinny. You wouldn't expect him to do the remake of A Passage to India, would you? Or, not really, no. It does seem unlikely. But uh, anyway, I'm sure those options are open to him. Of course they are. Uh, tennis ace Jamie Murray has blasted British Airways, in my words, after they lost his rackets on their planes. Because mm. it is annoying. They banned Doesn't rackets. he fly with them? Isn't he like sort of a violinist uh, with his strategy? No, you're not allowed to. That's the point. You can't fly with your rackets. No, they changed the rules. And he said that since uh, they stopped allowing tennis rackets on the planes, my racket bag has failed to turn up at its destination twice in three trips. Wow. Before that, naught in eight out of ten. So uh, the thing is, of course. The good news is there's some bag- baggage handlers out there who are getting really good at tennis. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're playing some very good games. Yeah. I got a new fly swatter came in the post today. Really? It's a tennis racket. Oh, I've seen, seen that those? one. Yeah, my mum's got one of those. They're like a, they're like a very small tennis racket. Yeah, because they? we this isn't what happens though. The lag we were just plagued with flies, so we thought, oh, I've got to do something about this. So I ordered this thing. It turns up, and of course, there's no flies there. So I'm looking for something. So you're looking I'm, for flies looking, to try I'm out. Like, like Andy Murray walking around trying to find a fly to serve. We don't do a serena. We don't <laughs> smash it on the uh, on the floor. I'll it's, try not. I mean, it's. Hmm. I mean, is it cruel to the fly? I mean, well, it's not great. Is it quite quick. I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's, very, not, it's not great. It's very quick, but you know, look, what can you do? They're flies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, they land on your food and contaminate. You can't have flies in your kitchen, can well, you? I think you're a bit cruel, Andy. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you? Yeah. Can't you put, get them in a jam jar and usher them out the front door? <laughs> I could try. Yeah, that would have you been. You never nice, catch them. They're very clever. The way they sort of are you they know, clever? Does that clever. stack up? They're very clever. The fly. Well, I saw your IQ uh, <laughs> test results a little while ago, so they'd probably give you a run for your money. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was, I was, I was, I, yeah. Remember you? It was, we, it was, a, it was an IQ test we all had to do, and 
I got about 75. We were checking your great. pulse. <laughs> it didn't make any ideal, sense. Really. Yeah. Not ideal at all. I've got you on news of James James Coppinger of uh, Doncaster Rovers. You want to know about well, that? Well, I really do want news of James Coppinger. Well, I'll give you the news because you're like this as a I'd chop- rather see England take a wicket, but okay. never mind. Well, in, in the absence of that, yeah. he's given up chocolate. Oh, has he? This is the breaking news today. Right. Yeah. My diet's never been bad. He's 37. He's still going strong. Oh, well, that's good. But I felt I could find an extra edge. I wish um, India could. Um, <laughs> it, it, it can only help. Chocolate was my one vice, he said, and I haven't touched it for weeks. Here we are. I've taken advice from nutritionists, and now I snack. In in the absence, and you yeah. bring a bar of chocolate to work, don't you? Yeah. And have a little bit of chocolate, give you a sugar rush, keep you awake. I do, yeah. These days, he, he's, what do you think has been his chocolate... Re- I'll give you three guesses. James Coppinger's chocolate replacement. Remember them on the old grey whistle, Ted? <laughs> Tonight's session. Yeah. Yeah, who... Uh, What's what, he having what, instead? So he, he said now... He said, banana. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, he, James, yeah, so, so it does feel a bit blankety. James Coppinger's given up chocolate, so now he snacks on blank. What's the answer? Les Fruit. Dennis. Fruit. Yeah. Can you narrow it down? peaches no it isn't any kind of fruit i just thought i'd ask you about devilment and now you've got one more guess and you're not even close at the moment you've done two fruits <laughs> narrowed it down think outside the fruity box all right what about um beef jerky sticks well yeah you're getting closer you've had your three guesses talk sport listen you have a guess now what's james Cotman just snacking on in, in the absence of chocolate here we go none of you got it right it's um chicken skewers Oh, like satay, chicken yeah. skewers. Really? So does that? I don't know if he's got the peanut sauce, but I don't know. I don't know if, that wouldn't say you think it's all fancy. A little bit of dairy milk, and you think, well, I can't have that. I'll have a couple of chicken skewers. It's a different. It's a different itch yeah. you're trying to scratch, isn't it? Really? It is a bit strange. I'd say. Yeah, no, I'd say that's a football story. So I'm sticking to that. Well, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, James with Bert the, Wick from Morecambe in Langs. Not Bert Van Marvick. No, okay. it's English equivalent. You sure it's not Burnt Wick? No, Bert Wick. Bert Wick. Okay. Yeah. Bert Wick. Oh, Albert Wick, I don't know. What's he done? He's written to the Sun about Manchester oh, United. Okay. I thought we might have done. Yeah. He said, <laughs> what else could he have done? Yeah. Have only themselves to blame for the chaos at Old Trafford. Yeah. The manager Jose Mourinho. Chaos? I mean, well, it's not really chaos, is it? No. The manager Jose Mourinho has a bigger ego than Donald Trump, wow. and a couple of their players have a bigger ego than their manager. It was always a ticking time bomb, says Bert. <laughs> well okay. Done. Well done to it's you. For always that. a ticking time that's bomb. That's what he. That's the way he talks, Bert. I know. Him. Sure, you do. Yeah. Um, back to the. Back to you. Lot falling asleep on the train. Steve White uh, says <laughs> after a few too many at Christmas, I jumped on the last train from Victoria to Raynham in Kent. I was accompanied with a McDonald's. I woke up to find myself at Whitstable Station, covered in Mackey D strawberry milkshake and wearing a Santa hat. Somebody had placed on his head. They could have woken him up. <laughs> Taxi, he said. Another one of these. Yeah. Um, Danny in London says, going back to my parents for Christmas in Stevenage. Last train from King's Cross Christmas Eve. First stop, Stevenage. Next stop, Doncaster. That's right. Yeah, you can guess what happened. £250 taxi ride home. Merry bleeping Christmas. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I think I may have lost Andy for the last 40 odd minutes. Maybe we, our next guest can refocus him. He's just basically sitting here watching the cricket. Uh, he's just got uh, 12 to 1 online for India to win this uh, test match. Mm. It's, it's delicately poised. Uh, but joining us in the studio now, probably watching it with him, 
uh, is an actor, friend of the show, Liverpool fan, Sanjeev Bhaskar. Hi, Sanjeev, how are you? Hello, Paul. Hello, Andy. Good Hi. to see good you. To see yeah, you. Good to see you too. Yeah, we, we loved Unforgotten. What oh, a great series. Well, thank you very series. much. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous. You must have got a good reaction to that. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, for a third series, the, the reaction uh, it feels like it's bigger, better mm. and, you know, nicer. Than the, not that it was terrible before. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, so that's interesting, given to get the third series, your know, momentum has been building. And your yeah. character had a sort of bit more to him in this series, didn't it? It was more of his sort of family drama and his relationships and all that sort of thing, which is great for an actor, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's kind of, uh, I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the, the cops, the coppers, cops are American, aren't they? Mm, yeah, coppers yeah. are British. Coppers. Mm. Godless, honest coppers. Yeah. Um, uh, were, and aren't really the focus of the, of the storyline. So, uh, I think you have to be very, very careful. You know how much of their personal story you put in there. Mm. Uh, there's a tipping point at which it becomes about them. You know, and that's the point where you kind of go, uh, you know, he's got a drinking problem, he's got a gambling problem, yeah. his wife's just left him, all three. Mm. And um, uh, I thought that that Chris Lang, who who um, conceives it and writes it, I thought did a good job in terms of. You know, balancing that off so it wasn't kind of dominating in any mm. way. And an awful lot of cop dramas, you see everything through their eyes. The whole thing would be seen through yours and Nicola Walker's eyes, and everything comes through that. But it's not like that, I'm forgotten, is it? You spend a lot of time with the other characters. You guys aren't involved. It's kind of a different sort of dynamic, isn't it? I think that, well, it's, for me, the format was always these four dramas mm. sort of hiding you know, within a whodunit. So you can tune in and, and play the game, which a lot of people did on social media, which was guessing, you know, who was responsible and, and all that kind of stuff, which is the fun bit of mm. the interaction. But also there are f- human stories going on. So there yeah. are four or five, six human stories that are going on that hopefully, you know, it seems that people have connected to and related to. A good cast. Every one of them has had Thanks great, very much. Great cast. Oh, you mean the others? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. What a great... Sub- that's a great... Supporting cast, yeah, it was Neil Morris to you, but I mean, Joe, you know, it's just you always have very, very good people in in the shows. I think that um, uh, the first series we had Tom Courtney and uh, Trevor Reeve and Gemma Jones, and so we had we had great caliber, but Bernard Hill was in the first one, uh, a great caliber of actors there, and. In this one, it's interesting, you know, you know, you mentioned Neil Morrissey there, Alex Jennings was in it, yeah. uh, mm. Kevin McAnally and mm. uh, James yeah, Fleet, who are all kind of equally well-known for doing comedy. Isn't that an interesting yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, not, you know, so, And so I think one of the things that uh, Chris Lang uh, it has a keen eye for are those people who can do comedy and who may be able to apply their, their, their timing mm. to a drama. And just to see what happens there. You know, so does he of, cast? So he's involved in casting as well, is he? He's, it's he's very much his baby from a sort of writing. And does he direct as well? Doesn't he doesn't direct. No, right. he's uh, he's exec producer on it. Right, so he's okay. got yeah, he's got a lot of say in it. Um, mm. You know, not just the words, but the so, people as well. And so all the same reasons you said he goes for the the, the 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 those members of the cast. He probably came after you for the same reason. He kind of thought that you could. You could do straight acting, and you could bring a lot to that character as a comedy actor, effectively. As you do were. you know what? I, I mean, I was—I'm still slightly surprised that I'm, I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe I'm not. You're I am. Definitely I'm, in it. I've I watched it. it. You're oh, in okay. it. You were in okay. the Indian Doctor. You were str- straight acting there, wasn't that? Wasn't a I was. Yeah, yeah with a with a strong sure. Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where there there were moments when we were filming Indian Doctor in Wales? Where I wasn't sure whether I'd just done an Indian or a Welsh accent. <laughs> Genuinely, no, true. no, there is a crossover, isn't there? <laughs> is there? <laughs> of course, well, there that is. also Indo-Welsh crossover. Have you not I mean, noticed that? If sometimes, if you try and do a Welsh accent, people say, well, "I'm hoping you go down that route." Well, of course you did. 
I'm not doing that one again. Do you find that, Sam? <laughs> you, you suddenly, do people think you're from the valleys? Or, I mean, I, I doubt if they do, do they really? Uh, I don't think they do. I wasn't sure. That was the thing. There was a couple of times when I wasn't sure. It was wow. just the, the, the inflections and just how you hit the consonants are, are one of those things. Is there a plan to do more? I'm forgotten. Is it too early to say? Or It is too early. Uh, well, t- I don't know if it's too early to say. I mean, mm. it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I think it would make sense. To yeah, do another yeah, one. Course. I think that the tricky thing is is getting this particular team back together because I think that this you know this mix of well, Chris Lang's got to write it. Yeah, it's a lot of writing for one person. Mm. Um, but also Andy Wilson, who, who's directed all of them so far, is a, is an essential part of that kind of uh, uh, machinery. And uh, you know all those actors who have come in from Tom Courtney to Alex Jennings. Yeah, uh, um, have all come in and. You know what's important to us? Have had a good time. I mean, apart from them being brilliant in it, um, they've really enjoyed themselves. So something about our on-set kind of, you know, the way we work, yeah, uh, works well. I think. When you read the scripts, I mean, do you do you jump through uh, looking for? Because I, mean, I mean, this would this probably not give it away because it's hmm. still. I think it's still on the the uh, the ITV player, but. Um, it was quite a shock, wasn't it, in the final episode as to uh, who actually did do it. So, I mean, I suppose you must get sucked into these when you're reading the scripts. You make your own mind up as you go along. You do. And you kind of, and I change my mind uh, probably once every kind of five or ten pages when I'm reading the scripts. Mm. And I do fight that urge to kind of not turn to the last yeah. <laughs> uh, In danger of realising I've been written out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Emma. That's right. Sonny, Sonny they, all, they all stand around his grave. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, okay, great. Thanks for much. Sunny yeah. Khan, crushed by Anvil. Yeah. Go. <laughs> what a way, way to go, way to go in, <laughs> in the old Roadrunner tradition. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Good. You and Paul were talking that you're in Harry Hills made a pilot for a sitcom. That sounds fun, was it? It must have been. It was great fun, yeah. We, yeah. we did it in uh, July, early July, and uh, it was Jennifer Saunders playing uh, uh, Harry Hills' mum in it, mm-hmm. um, who was great. Um, yeah, very funny. And I mean, in a way, I don't think Harry's done a sitcom before, but it had those mm. elements. Because suddenly you've got to have a narrative in there and stuff. Mm. But it had all of that, but all the stuff that I, for one, really love about, you know, Harry Hill. You know, yeah. it's, it's slightly mad, slightly off-kilter, slightly surprising, uh, and at times uh, surprisingly broad. Yeah. And uh, uh, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was funny on the page. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. No, but, of course. Uh, great. Um, that was great fun, yeah. And what else you got coming up? Are you, are you having a little bit of a rest, are you now? Or? That old euphemism? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> just yeah. having a break. Uh, just uh, people are giving me a break. A well, that's right. A well-warranted break. <laughs> yes, employers are currently giving me a break. <laughs> um, but yeah, have you, got, have you got stuff in the pipeline at the moment? Or? Uh, no, there's kind of bits and pieces, but, you know, it's that... You know, you, you must have found this with other people who come in. You know, they're, they're always... Uh, um, wary about talking about stuff because yeah. they could say, "Yeah, I've got this thing," and then they and, it, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So there are bits and pieces that uh, I'm looking at. And stuff do you like, like do that. a little bit more sort of theatre? You did. I mean, you did sort of spam a lot for a fair old time, didn't you? At one point. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. it's it is good fun. I mean, it's uh, uh, you know telly and film and stuff. I mean, I did, did a little bit in Paddington too, mm. and. Uh, uh, Mira and I are doing a t- couple of cameos in an upcoming. Oh, yes, you were good in Paddington uh, too. I remember that. Now. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Welsh accented. Everybody was in that. It was some, some oh, yeah, yeah. real ensemble piece. I don't think there was anybody. It was a who's who of sort of British comedy then. Mm. It was Class. great. And, and uh, you know, how brilliant was Hugh Grant? I mean, it was like he'd found his mojo again. Mm. You know, he was just brilliant in that. 
uh, as he was in that telly thing about uh, Jeremy Thorpe. I've, I've not seen yeah. that yet. Have you not seen it? No, it's supposed to be oh, very I good. I won't spoil the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen Titanic yet, so you know, be quiet, won't <laughs> oh, you? Yeah. But it's yeah. two oh, roles. That he, went down well. Yeah, completely yeah. different, wasn't he? <laughs> completely different to his normal. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, he's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But uh, no time to kind of you know wait for the uh, terrible. Isn't it? I'm waiting for the international break to be over. Oh right. and to get back, get back, <laughs> get to back the, to the uh, domestic issues. Yeah. You, you got to Anfield yet this season? Have you? I haven't so far. No, yeah. and uh, but you know it's it's that nervy thing hmm. about being at the top, on the top of the league. Yeah, where uh, you know there's only one way you can go down. Different pressures. Oh no, they they, they look good this year. They're very solid. This is the best team they've had for a long time. I think. I think it's that thing about the balance in the team thing. I think they've finally, which a lot of other teams did have, I think they've finally got a reliable spine. Hmm. I think that was the thing they didn't have before, from goalkeeper to forward. Hmm. And, um, you know, the fact is, I think apart from one game, I don't think they've played that well hmm. so far this year, but have got That's good, ground then. out the results. Yeah, sure. you know. um, but the next one's up against well, it's Tottenham, isn't it? It yeah. is. Tottenham, this, are you, you, you going or not? I'm not. I won't no. be able to go. No, yeah, it's, I will be uh, keeping tabs. The 12 30 kickoff. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, they're what? It's a big game for Spurs. Big yeah. game. And, and then they play Chelsea on the 29th as well, which is also a big game. Yeah, well, Chelsea twice in the same week. Yeah, mm. they, I don't count the old Carabao Cup. Oh, okay. But it doesn't <laughs> is it Carabao? Unless, is that unless how you they say? win. Carabao. I always, Carabao. Look at, I always read Caribou. Oh yeah, Carabao. yeah the Carabao. Then I get, no, only, I don't mean, well I don't mean it in that way. Drink. I just mean that you know the two teams that play will be very will different. Be very different to the to two the league, teams that yeah, play yeah. in the league. I think. Yeah, I think they'll have to really. Yeah, I mean, they have to have, exactly. You know, it was, Chelsea've it, got a, a Thursday, a Sunday, then Liverpool, and then Liverpool again. So it's the quite old Thursday a, Sunday. Yeah, it's quite tricky. Yeah, you know, they've got to find a place for that game. This time, well, that game last year, of course, was the Dejan Lovren uh, nightmare game, wasn't it? When he was hauled off. When the, I, I can't see it being a repeat of four-one. I've got to be honest. Uh, no, I can't see a repeat of Dejan Lovren being hauled off either. <laughs> uh, he's hauled himself off, if that doesn't yeah, sound too weird. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I think we got away yeah, with he's, that. He's yeah. the best yeah. centre-half in the world. Don't you remember from the World Cup? Oh. He told everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe Brilliant, Gomez for England was very good, I thought. That's, that's, yeah. That bodes well. He's looking very good, isn't he? He sort of feels like he's a fixture for England. Yeah, there was a point uh, last season where I thought with the injuries and stuff that you know he'd just come into you know playing himself into contention and into into focus mm. uh, where he had these injuries. But actually, I think he's he's come back stronger actually and and wiser, you know. And uh, at the moment, it's difficult to kind of overplay or overstate the impact of Van Dijk. Yeah, you know. Isn't it weird? I mean, it's kind of, you know, when he was bought, they were talking about how mad it was that you'd spend that much on a defender. Mm, yeah. And it seems like, you know, in the intervening period, it seems now like a bargain. He also mm. seems so much better than he did at Southampton. I mean, I always thought he was OK. I thought he was a good player at Southampton, but he was prone to the odd mistake and Southampton weren't, didn't pull up any trees, but yeah. he looks brilliant at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he certainly seems to have stepped up. I think that it's blatantly obvious that they love playing for Klopp. I think, you know, the Klopp effect on them as a team. I mean, he has made kind of players... I mean, you know, when when um, when Klopp started, I thought Milner would be out within mm. a year or 18 mm. months. I think Milner's been playing the, some of the best football of his career. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I think it is the Klopp effect. No, he's, 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 he's very good. Um, well, good to see you. Great. Good um, to see you. And yeah, congratulations again on Unforgotten. I hope there is another series. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, we're back tomorrow. John Parkin, well-travelled striker. Yeah. The big man will join us in the studio, chat about his autobiography. So, uh, yeah. Um, Good. We will catch and up. And England are playing tonight. England football, yeah. We'll be looking back on the football uh, in, in Leicester.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 